Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And this is Side Note. A podcast where every episode we tell stories about and then debate a controversial topic. And then we research and splice in all the mind-blowing shiznit throughout so you are entertained while simultaneously learning. Today we are talking about vlogging. I am going to start with a story about when we weirdly kidnapped a child while vlogging on vacation. It's true. It's insane. And Mitch is going to take us back to our cringy first vlogs about when we started ASAP Science. And then we're going to get into our heated debate about whether vlogging is good or bad. I hate it. Mitch loves it. So it will get heated. Today's side notes will be presented by me, Greg, and Rachel. Hey friends, let's get into it. Why, hello, and Hiya. welcome back to the podcast. Long time no see. Yeah, um, for all the listeners, thank you for tuning in, coming back. Thank you so week much, after listeners. Week, you make our week. day, you make our week, you make our How many months life. have we been doing this? Since you couldn't June? Get me to, uh, I think we have like 30 some odd episodes. So um, 30 weeks. We took some time over what? Christmas. So we must That's be coming amazing. up close to a year eventually. When did we start? May. Gosh, I don't know anything. That's yes, right. I honestly forgot how we started a podcast when we just sat down. Wait, like, what? What do you mean you forgot how we started? What? You know that happened. You were here. Actually, don't, I, I like can't even think about where did we do it? I was, no, I meant like I meant literally how we start by saying hello. Oh. I was like, oh, okay, should we just jump into Comet Corner? And you're like, no, we have to like say hello first. Oh, I thought you meant like you forgot where we did it. I, I'm like, I forget where we did it. We were in this, in weird this room, room, but it but was, was like a much different. more disgusting setup. Wow. We've yeah. glowed up to a room with some foam on the wall. You literally put black foam everywhere. I don't know if it's that much better. We pulled the cheap IKEA curtain. We have we have space though now, a little bit. Like yeah. a few. Okay. It's like two meters. We squares. have space. I'm so squished and I'm so claustrophobic. <laughs> it's so hot in here and I'm sweating. Anyways. Comment corner. Okay, so I have a comment here, and I know you can't see this, but I'm holding this trashy iPhone in my hand. It's oh disgusting my God. <laughs> because Greg pulled up the comment for me. It's obviously it's related iPhone. to our episode on iPhone versus Android. And this comment is from Lucy at Spiraling Shape. That's a cool username. Um, but the comment says, hashtag side note podcast. I'm an Apple user, but definitely know I'm on a sinking ship. Oh. Yes, Lucy, come to the dark side. <laughs> It's the user friendliness and convenience that keeps me from changing to Android. Yes, Lucy, the no, user no, no, friendliness. No, no. Okay, I have a bone to pick with everyone that says Apple is user friendly. What does that mean to you, Greg? What oh, is user friendly? Well, when friendly? I pick it up as a user, I find it extremely friendly. It's easy to use, <laughs> it's easy to organize, it's minimalist. 
everything fits into it. When I go to a party, I can toggle it. Is I feel like word? this is a talking point that like evolved in like 2008 or like whenever. Evergreen. As no, a, like, it's just like there say. was a time when maybe Apple was focused on user friendliness, but there's no way that there, an iPhone is more user friendly than like uh, uh, the mainstream Samsung phone or the mainstream. Yes, because when phone. you whenever I pick up a mainstream Samsung phone, I'm like, this is a mess. But it's that's literally when I, a mess. That's when I realized that like iPhone users are just dumb or like they're just because when you use an android you're you like alienated <laughs> millions of people or yeah. they're design conscious and they're users and they're friendly <laughs> i disagree but i just think if you can't adapt to an android interface there's actually something wrong with you okay one thing i will say is that my <laughs> iphone <laughs> i'm an amazing there's, okay today. there's nothing really wrong with you my <laughs> iphone case is disgusting and whenever people say it they're like that's disgusting like look at it and it's like yeah. it's, oh, it, it's definitely getting actually, rid of the minimalist oh, effect that it's just like a broken disgusting like bacteria ridden yeah, it actually looks brown but get it's supposed case. to be blue i know but that's oh my god i found it Wow, I, I just found Some a card that... Person. Oh, this is Lupita Nyong'o's publicist oh, who I wow. met. Interesting. Okay. Won't give the details, but... <laughs> Braggy. I pretended, like, not to care about Lupita Nyong'o when I was... I was like, oh, interesting, cool, cool. Like, what's she in? Like, what's, what's her day-to-day like? Like, I just, like, got all the information I could by pretending I, like, didn't care. Oh, what did we learn this week? Gregory Brown, yes. what did you learn this week? So this week, I learned that... They discovered. They very recently discovered that three. They, they as in they science <laughs> as a as a concept as a can, scientific canon discovered okay. that three species of flying squirrel give off UV fluorescent pink colors. What? Oh. So like obviously lots of birds and butterflies and fish. Like, what fish, does it mean? They fluoresce under okay. ultra in an ultraviolet spectrum, right? Okay. But we can't ever see or notice this because we do not see UV light. Right. But if we had a UV flashlight and like shone it in the ocean, we could see the UV fish, the fish that give off UV light. Or I if we sh- have yeah. a question, and I don't know if I'm dumb. How, how do they know it's pink? Because that's the color that it actually gives off when you look at it with a UV flashlight or a UV I light. See. Yeah, so like, like it's technically not it's orange. pink. No, no, no. But you it, can't, it, it the appears, color pink is in the spectrum that we can see. Yeah, right? like when it when they like, use UV technology to shift it to visible light for our eyes, it appears pink, and it would probably appear pink maybe to those like animals that can see UV light, but mammals like flying squirrels it's a lot more rare to like give off like uv fluorescence mm-hmm. whereas birds which can actually see in that spectrum it makes a lot more sense that's so cool so yeah it's so cool i, I love this story because it's like a guy in his backyard who was a scientist with a uv flashlight who noticed it like and i was just like what a quirky little dude that like and goes it took outside them until 2019 to figure that out that seems surprising well they're not necessarily that like no doing one that like was using like UV spectrum goggles or whatever. Well, they didn't think they they would think. Why would we look at like a mammal to to look for this type? But of I don't thing. even mean a scientist, just like a random human who happened to have. I don't know. Is that a technology that people just have? Maybe well, not. I guess this this guy is a biologist and uh-huh. he does do this. Uh-huh. But also, cool. it's only three species of flying squirrels. It's not all flying squirrels. That's really cool. But so, they think it's this is why this is the coolest part is that owls give off the exact same pinkish color, and owls are the predator of flying squirrels, and they can see in UV light. So they think what it is is that the flying squirrels are have evolved to, like, when they fly, give off this pink that camouflages them to look like an owl Whoa. so that owls won't eat them. That's really cool. Yeah. That, I think, and, I mean, that's just from them discovering this pink. They don't know if that's actually right. the case. That's but like I'm like, that's really interesting if hypothesis. owls give it off, too. 
it makes sense that they're like, oh, I'm just a flying owl. Don't touch me. And I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Because the other end of the spectrum is that they just randomly turn pink and there's no reason. No, but... I'm sure it's not random. I mean, it's like when you realize this spectrum of color that like bees see flowers and it's so cool and pretty when they give you like illustrations of what it would look like. Yeah. Uh, and butterflies and birds give it off from mating and stuff like that. It's like so cool to think that we can't see it. It's happening so all around us. Pathetic. Yeah. We have our, <laughs> our measly little UV spectrum of the electromag that we can see. It's pathetic. <laughs> All right. Um, what did I learn this week? Maybe? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you, Matt. What did you? Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> so I learned a little tidbit about how to eat healthy. Basically, a study looked into thousands of students. So it was mostly uh, people between the ages of 18 and Students, they eat garbage. Exactly. And what they found out, and this isn't like advice that you're going to love to hear. What? But simply they, because re- a lot of people have realized that like food is one of those big contributors, like more so than exercise. Are we sometimes. talking like university, like eating craft dinner? Or are we talking like students in like high these school? Were, these were students in university. 18 right, to so they're controlling their own food. But they were students who didn't necessarily have a, a strict diet or exercise regime. Okay. But when they asked them to exercise after a few weeks, they automatically intrinsically switched their diets even though healthier? even though they were specifically asked not to what? So Wait, they, to be they, healthier though I'm confused to be, yeah their diets okay. became healthier they became they started eating less fat and it's believed that you know the way your hormones shift and stuff once you are exercising decreases your uh, desire to eat fatty foods and they huh. often switch to like leaner meats and fruits and vegetables even when they're asked not yeah, to yeah they were told like we're not we just want to monitor your exercise but they would naturally switch their eating habits which was wow. interesting so it's like working it's all like a positive feedback loop of working out and eating while I'm working out yeah, and eating well. Because I think there's been a lot of discussions lately about how, you know, you know, if you run for like an hour, you'd actually don't Whoa. burn that many calories. What? Like it's sometimes surprising when you look at a cal- like a calorie thing on like a treadmill. Actually, yeah, and you're whenever like, I run on a treadmill, calories? I'm like, this, I'm exhausted. Like this bar. is not fair. This is like one bite, <laughs> literally one bite of a chocolate bar. Because I yeah. used to do that and like be like, this is unfair. But this is a way to kind of realize it all ties in together. Like exercise breeds healthy eating, breeds better exercise. Like it, it kind of is a loop that fe- fulfills. I mean, itself. like anecdotally, whenever I'm like feeling like lazy, I do end up like binging a little bit of that food but that's usually like induced by a hangover so i don't know maybe there's other no i feel that way when i the when i'm exercising it's like i almost like want to keep it up i'm like oh but i've been exercising so like i want to eat well yeah but this is saying for people who aren't even consciously thinking about it that's correct necessary but i wonder if that was part of what happened to them where they were like well i'm doing this and i feel like my body needs these like lean meats these fruits and vegetables lol the advice is really like if you want to eat better work out I know <laughs> that's why like, I was like it's it. cool advice but it's also like not fun to hear we're that. just waiting for the day where they're like the study comes through they're like burgers at McDonald's make you lean <laughs> and you're like wow but that's never gonna happen story time story time story time story time today we are talking about vlogging <laughs> what is the definition of vlogging uh, obviously it's based on blogging with yeah, a B. video blogging so it's like. Did you not know that? <laughs> no, I'm trying to say we should explain. Some people okay. might not oh, know yeah. what vlogging is. If you don't know is. what vlogging is, I think. I love that laughing in people's no, faces thought, just because no, we vlog. I was laughing at you if you didn't know the like what the word came from. What vlogging is just yeah a video form of blogging your life specifically. So there's different kind of vloggers. Some people have daily vlog where they literally just capture the daily happenings of their life and typically post it on YouTube. Like barf. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> we're coming up I'm with sure our I'm sure that happened and it was it, its inception was before YouTube, but YouTube's 
I think kind like, of like popularized what people think it. of like a vlogger. Yeah, like there's a... also people who like weekly vlog, and then there's a level of vlog that's not necessarily always your life, but people who just kind well, of talk we to a camera. Vlog, we did vlog, duh. Those were weekly <laughs> vloggers. Yeah, so we but and they were vlogs of our life, of our lives, at not the time. necessarily just our thoughts. Okay, so first thing I will say about our old vlogs before I get into my story about uh-huh. vlogging. I rewatched them and I was like, these are so painfully boring. Like, <laughs> we did not edit. No. We did not edit. Like, now that I watch, like, you know, Emma Chamberlain and all this, like, new age of vloggers are very, like, fast, 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 fast. And mm-hmm. it really keeps. There would be, like, five minute segments of us opening our YouTube play button. We're like, it's like literally like the crackling of the tape, like, cutting it <laughs> open. And we're like, and then we, I also was like, were we scared or embarrassed? Like, we were unenthused. Like, we didn't, it felt like. Right, we weren't like, oh my God, it's here. We were like, like, the way we're talking right now is we would be like, hello, okay, opening YouTube play button. And it was like. <laughs> Why did we have an accent? It was honestly like, I think that we were nervous and we've like come into like our own a lot more or something. Right. It's like, when I watched it, I was like, this is so brutal. But one other thing I would say is that at the time we were vlogging, it was like, the early vlogs are like when we were doing a photo shoot because we were on ads on subways in Toronto mm-hmm. when we were promoting our book. And I remember thinking like, oh, our lives are so boring. We need to stop vlogging. But looking at them, I'm like, this is like such an exciting time of our life. And I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like, our lives are fully boring. You know what I mean? Like looking back, I'm like, yeah. this was all crazy things that were happening. We were like, well, always this in will New tie York. into our debate a little bit because I think, yeah, I think you have a perspective. But when you look back on them, it actually they're not boring. I don't think they're boring, but we'll get to that. I think I know. I mean, I think we didn't know how to speak. Well, that that is true of also ASAP Science. Like if you listen to yeah. the first videos of me talking and even yeah. you talking, our voices are completely Everyone different. Everyone called me the honey. Um, also, if you watch our original ASAP Thought or Greg and Mitch videos, like you learn to kind of uh, you figure out My your flow. My face and your would intonation. always be frozen in this like horrible, like angry, like resting evil face. <laughs> Anytime you were speaking in old ASAP Greg and Mitch videos, I would just be staring at the camera like I want to murder whoever was watching. Me. Oh my god! And then I, I realize now, like I then guess people I just, will be like, "Why is Greg so mad?" Yeah, but then I, I think I was like actually so nervous. Like, and it's just like, anyways. So my story is about how vlogs are fully fake and, like, ridiculous. Because me and Mitch used to literally fight, press record, and be like, oh, hi, we're about to board the plane, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're just such, like, like okay, You're wow. getting into your I'm debate. Into my just debate. tell your story. Okay. So the one thing I really do like about our vlogs from the time that we did vlog, you can go and look at the Greg and Mitch channel and mm-hmm. type in vlog and see them all, yes. was when we would vlog on our trips. Yeah. So we did do a vlog every week while we were in Japan and Korea. And I love that those exist. Right. Because they really... It is like a, a video journal where you yeah. get to live, relive this exactly. situation. Exactly. And that was a time where I was like, I felt like we were being more genuine because we were actually like, oh my God, this temple's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a better time when we turned off the camera because something like horrifying and <laughs> what would you even say like it would just, okay, okay well, I don't know it. what story you're telling it's about the time that we kidnapped a child oh uh, okay <laughs> so we <laughs> we did not actually kidnap a child but like we did okay <laughs> so we were in Korea it's not in the vlog it's not real it's not in the vlog <laughs> we filmed about a mere 30 seconds of this car trip and then okay. we pressed stop recording. so what's the context we're in Korea we're in Korea we have just left Seoul this beautiful giant metropolis of culture and entertainment and we go to what a small town in Korea that has like 7 million people <laughs> like their version of a small town is extremely <laughs> populated with like a really amazing infrastructure of like transit but anyways we got to this uh city we're with my friend joel who has worked in korea in this small town so he's built relationships with families and he's coming back to visit these families right so we meet someone who he used to live with 
and like there's this like big exciting meeting when they meet each other he hugs the mom he hugs the kids because he used to be friends with them we're like hi and hi. we're with them because he has invited us out to come yeah, meet this family that he knew really well exactly. and we were just like yeah it's so like, fun when so you're traveling cool. to meet people who are actually from there exactly and have them show you around and they're like we are going to take you to the best vegetarian Korean restaurant in all of Korea because Joel's vegetarian it's about a 45 minute drive to this like bottom of this mountain that we had climbed earlier that day so we get it it's pretty far away yeah and so the mom and the son that, that Joel is friends with is like, why don't you ride along with them? Like, yeah. like he, how old was he? Like maybe, like like four or five. Five. He's like a little a little boy, but he's so nice. He's and so, so excited. Outgoing. Yeah, he's like and we have to take loves two... our friend. He gave him a big hug. Yeah, like, and we have to take two separate taxis because there's too many. Of there's us. too many of us. So he gets into the taxi. We start vlogging. Like we're on our way to the vegetarian restaurant. Like say hi to the camera. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And it's nighttime, and we start driving, and we're driving, and all of a sudden, this kid starts to sort of realize that he's alone in a car with three white strangers. <laughs> and he doesn't really speak English He does at not all. speak English, and he starts to get so scared, because we're driving in the darkness with a strange like, taxi driver. away from his family. Away from his he family, knows. and he starts going, ah, like, <laughs> crying at, like, ah, After ah. being so happy and exciting at yeah. first, he was just, and like, he's slowly ta- He's, like, switching. grabbing our arms, like, pulling... <laughs> And then I'm like, this is also when Joel, you know, he's told us he knows Korean. Yeah, oh, yeah, Joel knows how to speak Korean. We're like, Joel, tell like, him yeah, your mom's see, okay. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't know how to say your mom's. I'm like, you don't know how to say your mom's <laughs> like okay. You've lived here for years. Like, yeah, your mom is just, we're going to be there in half an hour. Like, you told me you could speak Korean. So this kid is just screaming bloody murder. Yeah. I don't know what he's saying. I'm like literally like patting his arm like, calm down, like calm down. How do and you he's say probably like, don't down. touch me. The taxi driver is like, am I a part of a literal child heist? Yeah, like, I was like, what? They didn't really they do didn't acknowledge. say anything. Like, we were I'm kind not of, sure that they spoke English either, so I think they were just like, this is not I'm my job. Out of this. I know <laughs> I'm supposed to drive to this small town, but I was actually surprised the taxi driver didn't, like I don't know, call the cops. <laughs> so then we beat the family to this small town restaurant. So we get out of the car, and we're then standing in the street to or three white guys and this kid is screaming like on the street like on People the street walking by. and we're trying to calm him down and then I, to me like the saddest part was that I think the mom might have maybe realized how long it took to get there but when she or she just saw her kid crying in the street with us Probably, and when yeah. she got out of the car she ran to him as if like we had literally like they hadn't like, seen each other yeah, in years like he had been the kid stolen. is crying and screaming like hugs his mom they hug so much and she's like I'm so sorry I'm oh so sorry and I was like oh my god and and then we just like go in and have a nice vegetarian meal <laughs> but it was like, <sighs> it was so traumatic intense. yeah traumatic for him I'm sure but also for us and there's no and the language barrier too yeah. I was like I can't even explain to you that we're going to be okay. We are not stealing you. We are not taking you home and ripping I'm you sure from your mom's arms. I'm sure he didn't think we were arms. stealing him, but I'm sure he just had no context of like, am I going somewhere else? Like, am I going to see my family again? I hope that didn't mess him up for life. It probably did. I was so mad at Joel, too, because I was also just like, Joel, like, he was Why like, did no. this happen? He was like, come with us. Oh, my God, he's my best friend. We used to, like, always arm wrestle. Well, I'm like, well, two years ago you did. Oh, God. Long story short, like, that started as a vlog. <laughs> did not make Mm-mm. the cut for the vlog. Did not make the cut. That is how but you there are many YouTubers off. this day and age who, who would have kept that. They would have been like, oh, my God, story, story time. time. I stole a child. <laughs> I stole a Korean That's child. Yeah. That's the title of this segment on YouTube. <laughs> story time. I, I stole, stole a, a Korean child. Let's see how that does. <laughs> Thank you.
We live in a world of clickbait. Clickbait titles are usually sensational. Who can forget Logan Paul's infamous vlog filming while walking through Japan's suicide forest? And clickbait titles are usually intentionally incomplete. For example, a good clickbait title would be like, I got into an Uber with Ariana Grande's pet pig. You won't believe what happened next. I was getting custody of Piggy's mouth. I am. Um... <laughs> Traced back to the 80s, there is a reason clickbait has existed for centuries, which is that it friggin' works. Winner, Genyo. Clickbait takes advantage of what is known as the gap theory of curiosity. This psychological theory states that we as humans are hyper aware of the gap between what we know and what we want to know. Essentially, our brains are designed to need to know the answer. Sensational headlines that are intentionally incomplete effectively generate these gaps in the audience's minds, enticing people to click through to resolve them. This is why, from a neurological perspective, clickbait headlines drive more traffic than a comprehensive headline that provides a good synopsis, because clickbait leaves a gap that we humans want to fill, so we click. What's wild is that what happens after we click doesn't even really matter. Just anticipating the new information, rather than the actual information itself, leads to a release of our favorite thing, dopamine. Dopamine machine. It's the actual clickbait, not the content that gives the reader pleasure. We're all just trying to fill the gaps in our busy, information-inundated lives. And here is a little extra info we found out while researching this, which is that a 2015 study found that the average human attention span is decreasing, and human attention spans are currently shorter than that of a goldfish. See, I, I suffer from short-term memory loss. Short-term memory loss. Okay, whoa, maybe our goldfish brains explain the overwhelming popularity of Logan Paul. Good luck, homo sapiens. May we evolve and prosper. So Greg brought up, obviously, that we used to vlog on a weekly basis. And, and for how long do you think we did that for? I think we have like 30 some odd vlogs Whoa. and it was like not every week, but especially when we travel or do something that we thought was cool that we want to remember we do it. But what very even less people know is that I was actually a daily vlogger what? for like a year. You know this. Wait, so what you... I lived in a house of YouTubers. Oh, wait, at Apprentice A. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you meant like you secretly did. I worked <laughs> at a place that we would make YouTube videos, but on a day-to-day -day basis, we would daily vlog. And I lived there for maybe like 10 months to a year or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly how long. So Insane. You yeah, are insane. I, I went in because I was interested in editing. That's what got us into YouTube, and that is where we started ASAP Science. So we're going to do something a little different this week. I wanted to pull up a clip of the first time ASAP Science was ever captured on camera. I have two short clips. So, so if you are only listening to the audio version, we're going to be playing them on the YouTube if you want to watch the clips subscribe. of them as well. Uh, subscribe. Otherwise, like and subscribe or we'll I'll kill myself. try and give you some context. So the first one is actually just me. You're not in it, Greg. The second one actually has Greg being online for the first time which ever. Which I, oh my God, do I can only imagine that but I was so I just thought I would play a little bit of this first clip, which is the first time I ever talked. It was just a day after we had launched the first ASAP Science video. And this ever. is a daily vlog from Apprentice 
A. Yeah. So it's okay. no longer running anymore, but we would daily vlog everything. And we're just going to listen would edit to it. That? And you? Uh, Who no, there was that? one of the people in the house that would edit it every single day. Wow. Saskia, thanks for doing that. Um, so that's a really cool name. Pause this. So we're just gonna like listen. It's it's, it's what is if it labeled ha- as? Vlogging Heights Science. Yeah, and it, this is June seventh, two thousand and twelve. So this is you look like seven Harry Styles. years ago. Oh my god, you look you look Isn't very that, similar. Is that how you add two thousand twelve to two thousand nine? Yeah. Okay, Le- like six and a half years ago. Oh, but yeah, does that make sense? I, I don't want to. Oh be, yeah, this is when we started at Science. Six and a half. I don't want to be called out. I don't want to be called out. <laughs> okay, we'll watch a little bit of this moment. I'm more excited to see Greg's reaction to him on camera. Wait. <laughs> Okay, I already feel so okay, crazy. Mitch, you are meant to be a vlogger. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> I actually think this was one of the first times I had ever taken the vlog myself. I think I remember I was... watching this and being like, do I need to break up with my boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's fully into it. this morning to ask you a question, and that question is, do you like science? If you want to see, I've actually got some books here. That one's by Stephen Hawking, The Grand Design, A Short History of Nearly Everything, Principles of Okay, I will pause right here because that textbook is still over there, and you are just throwing these, these things out here like you've read them. And no way, I wait, wait, what I'm about to say. Oh my god, about them. That's so interesting, right? And exploring animal behavior. I've actually read all these. Before. You claim to have read them all. I well, I've read parts of all. I actually have read two of them. That is like the you, other ones were textbooks. This is like last year. We commit to reading ten books, and every time you go, well, I started fifteen books, but <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you can count starting a book. Yeah, so you no. counted reading these books, no, 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 even no, no, though no. you. I read part of them. Clarification. I read part of them. You can count a book if you read halfway through and of, you no longer like it. How much of that genetics textbook okay, that, did you read? Based on my teacher's suggestions, a little bit of it. I would say two percent. Okay, relax, relax. This is supposed to be a fond memory, Greg. <laughs> and you might be wondering why I have them. Okay, okay. Whoa. <laughs> just let's give context to the people who are listening. So I'm just in a bedroom by myself talking to a camera. Just, I was trying to set up why we were starting. But it was very science. authentic of you to not retake because he just sat into a rolly chair, fell backwards and went bleh. I, I honestly bleh. probably did that you a know, bunch you of times. Have, like, re- I probably faked that and was like, oh, I got to get the cool oh little my quick. God. No, I, I got to do some slap to humor. <laughs> uh, okay. Whoa! Leg up, like showing everyone your crotch. <laughs> okay, okay. You look cute, but manspread. Because of how much I care about it and want to share with people. So I'm going to show you. The channel was actually called ASAP Science. Let's see if I can. So I want to pause there because you can see that our first video has 150 views. Wow. Isn't that crazy to think about the day? Because this video now has so now a million I'm, views. This video, yeah. And this is before we probably had And before we even had a logo. Those 150 views probably came from, because I was working at this vlogging place, they promoted it and stuff. Like, they helped wow, kind of get it off Wow, they had a lot of power, feet. didn't they? Um, but that was just me giving the context. Now I wanted to go to the clip where Greg is introduced to the vlog oh my God. for the okay, first so, time okay, ever. I will, pre- I will preface this by saying... Every time I went into this vlogging house, I was extremely uncomfortable, okay? <laughs> there was nothing worse for my inner core than a bunch of people performing for a camp. This is when I first saw people who were like, hey, how's your day? Good. Tired. Press record. Hey, 
guys. They're blah, 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 blah. Like, I was literally oh like, these God. people are all fully bipolar well, that's psychopaths. that's what happens. Oh, my God. So rude. They're probably listening and watching. Well, if they're so listening, relaxed. they probably remember the time that they would go. No, everyone. That is a thing that happens. And when we did vlogs, too, you put on your happy face when you're vlogging. We'll get to this in the debate, but I think it's fully insane. Okay, anyway, this is just you being insecure about what you're about to do on camera. Oh, my God. It's actually not I don't I think I'm going to borrow Oh, that's not it. I obviously was watching this video. Okay. This is June 11th, 2012, so a little bit later. There's our logo. I'm filming some ASAP science, which I told you about a little while ago. Here's my setup. And this, for everyone who's wondering, is... Oh, my God. I do look like a... I look I look like a gay honey badger. Like, everyone said I was a honey badger. That's what I look like. Um, I have to say, <gasps> when I scroll down, the first comment is, Greg looks so different. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drag me. And that's only from two years ago. So someone went back and watched this video. Okay, I didn't like, I like honestly look insane. We just have to listen to Greg talking on camera. I don't, oh God. Five years, like five and a half, I think. And we were working on this ASAP science project together because we both love science and we thought it'd be a cool way to <gasps> There's the face. Greg had a confession. Remember how I used to be really shy with the vlog and stuff? Okay, I literally want to listen to the audio so version. Sad. I want you to go wa- come on the YouTube Looking clip, at- watch the video with us because Greg. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's so visibly uncomfortable sitting on my bed, like, not knowing at all what to do with his body. Honestly, <laughs> looking at that person who is me, I'm like, that person is so sad. Oh, so That's a can sad we talk person. about your hair? Like, it is I know. so funny. It's the opposite of the, what people get their hair cut now. It's long on the sides. And it's and like, sh- you actually look better as an older man now. Okay, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> also, though, that person became a teacher that year. Imagine letting that... that that naked mole rat of a human teach kids. Like, I had no wonder I had no authority. I wouldn't listen to him. What a meek, oh feeble God. little man. So, I mean, I just wanted to talk about these clips. I didn't have a specific story other than this is where ASAP Science okay. began, and there are daily vlogs. I, we only covered it a couple times. One daily sad vlogs. thing I will say is that that setup that you see right there of how we film ASAP Science is the exact same I know. setup. We literally, six and a so half years ago, you millions of subscribers. It, it's just a tripod pointing down. Like, you have to awkwardly climb underneath it to draw, and it's not like a high-tech setup at all. We still use literally the same setup. And, like, literally, like, our animator now upstairs who now animates 
animates all of our things. Max, like whenever I go up, sometimes to like animate or to look, I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, the setup, and I'll like kind of like fix it all. I'm mean, like, oh yeah, I'm just like, oh yeah, this is just, like the perfect setup. It's like, no, this is insane. It's insane. We've met other people who do similar things. They're like, why don't you get a rig and do it from the ceiling yeah. so you have freedom? And we're just like, no, like it's the exact same setup as it is there, which we just the randomly first did. Week, yeah. And our logo too, which we thought we were gonna change every week. It's Here we literally are, seven you can years see that later. dumb marker I used, and now it's like plastered on it was been plastered <laughs> on streetcars in Toronto like it's all sad uh, well I mean we're gonna we'll get into this in the debate but I'm just curious like how it makes you feel in this moment to see a video that captured a moment that we did not know would be so significant I mean I, I think that's kind of cool see so my instinct is that Greg you're uncomfortable in this video Greg you're uncomfortable now your instincts are true vlogging is purely insane okay all right <laughs> well we'll go to a side note and we'll get to that in a minute <laughs> This vlog segment of Greg and Mitch from 2012 highlights two types of personalities you can find in your average vlog. For Mitch, it's high energy and positivity that most people commonly associate with vloggers and YouTubers. Good morning, vlog. Do you like my new room? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Listing Vlogs, where we hold the harder productivity lives here. Nailed it. One take. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Lauren, and welcome back to my channel. And Good morning, Jake Pollard. What's good? Yeah, I love you guys so much. Give me a kiss. But then Greg is more subdued and shy, and people connect with his personality type, too. If you're like me, you want to give baby fluffy-haired Greg a hug. There is an academic article called Crying on YouTube blogs, self-exposure, and the productivity of negative affect. And it examines the idea of intimacy through negative emotions. Not that Greg is crying by any means, but he does look uncomfortable and vulnerable. And this article looks at YouTubers who are known for sharing the more uncomfortable parts of their life, like Trisha Paytas. I'm devastated, I'm crushed, and I don't... Or Zoella. I'm not too sure why I'm filming this. I think maybe because this is part of my day and I want you guys to know that I'm a real person and I'm not perfect and my life isn't perfect. The article writes that their popularity points to a booming economy of effective labor where the exchange of tears for sympathetic ears is consistently in high demand. Essentially, this means that a willingness to be vulnerable is a significant feature of lasting relationships. And in the case of vloggers, subscribers who will stick around for the long haul. Think about times in your own life where you've been there for a friend during a low point or they were there for you it likely brought you closer. And on the same but opposite note, sharing in celebratory or good times builds relationships as well. So, both these strategies, sharing the positive and negative, combined with daily input, i.e. daily vlogging, and it's no wonder that so many YouTubers can hold more power than conventional celebrities.
Hello, side note listeners. Um, We love you, literally, from the bottom of our hearts. And so we just want to say that to you right now. We also want to say that if you want, you can share on Instagram and Twitter about how you like this podcast so your friends and your family find it and tag us. You can tag our actual side note podcast Instagram, which is at side note pod. Or you can tag me at whalewatchmeplz. That's correct. Or Mitch. That's at Mitchell Moffat. That's Mitch. Or Rachel. That's at Rachel Shark. That's Rachel. Okay, I said that more than once. And her thing is at Rachel her thing her handle is at Rachel shark because she loves sharks wow mine is about whales Rachel's is about sharks and Mitch is just about himself but I think his should be about some sort of marine animal as well okay we'll get back into the debate we just wanted to say that we have you it's time for a debate on whether or not vlogging is a good thing or a bad thing, or we should do it, or whether or whether we should do it. Actually, okay, I like I like posing it that way. Like the or no, 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 for... it's good thing, bad thing, and we should not do it. In my <laughs> okay. opinion, so clearly Greg will be arguing for the fact that vlogging is bad. I will be arguing for the fact that it is good. Uh, Greg, do you want to go first? Sure. All right, you can start now. Debate time. Okay, so vlogging. I do think it is a very horrible idea. Let's start with relationships. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so as people in relationship who tried to vlog and thinking of all the vlog who have been in relationships who are now not reading about them you realize that it is an ex- it creates an extreme amount of pressure around your relationship and as a couple who has talked about how we don't want to get married because that just increases the pressure which makes it harder to keep your relationship alive imagine if that relationship is what paid your bills or that relationship is what has been open to an audience which then comments on it so i think from the perspective of being a couple in a relationship and vlogging i can see why it can be detrimental Hence, we see all these breakup videos online. And your relationship should not be your job. Your relationship should be your life. Okay, now let's move into family vlogging. And this is where it gets, like, really creepy and weird and messed up. So, I think an important way of thinking about this and, like, reading about it is that the entertainment industry with children has been set up in a way to allow... Wow, okay. I'm going to go faster. (laughs) Which there's 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 regulations about hours, about schooling. You can only work six days in a row. You can only work 2.5 hours Mm -hmm. a day. All of that does not exist when it comes to vlogging your children and family vlogging. And all of the money exists outside of actual, like, labor laws, and that's extremely dangerous. Um, There's... There's a huge issue with, like, parents having then the ability to abuse their kids. Like, that's not going to happen all the time, but there's no one there to actually, like, monitor it. And British psychologists have even talked about that. Two or three years of age, like, your kid might be okay with being filmed, but then that doesn't mean that when they get older, they're not going to resent you and have repercussions for this. And this specific psychologist said that filming your child, putting it online, can lead to emotional distress, mental fatigue, Lack of autonomy, and this is what can create generalized anxiety disorder. Ten seconds. So if you're a parent, it's a really horrible idea to vlog your children. Later at the end, after, I'm going to drop it here, and then we can get into, you know, the toxicity of YouTube in general, and why would you open yourself okay, up time. to that? Okay, interesting. You went with a very specific route. What do you mean, vlogging? Family vlogs. Okay, I'm going to have to go a little bit broader. Family vlogs, relationship okay, okay, vlogs, okay, okay. and I will go broader <laughs> about why you should not open up your life to YouTube. Okay. Are you ready to time me and actually time me this time? Yes, I will. Wait, wait, so what do you mean? You always rip me for not timing you. Like, what do you want me to do? Well, keep a track of it. Half the time I'm like, what? How much time do so I what do you, you want go, me to? Oh, 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 10 seconds. And I'm like, you didn't tell arr, me. Arr. So what do you want me to light you at? One minute? One minute and 30 seconds and 10 seconds. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. But yeah. you got to keep an eye on no, it. No, I'll. I know my thing is so captivating, but 
<laughs> okay, so All right. three, two, one, go. I would like to just first comment on your idea that like you can't vlog because it puts stress on a relationship. Um, we own a business together. That puts stress on a relationship. So I know. should we just throw it all away? Oh my okay, God. there we go. Okay. <laughs> Vlogging may have some negative health, health effects on mental health, but also can create communities for people to combat mental health issues. There have been studies have done that have looked at people sharing their stories, destigmatizing mental health, things to do with anxiety. Anxiety is one of the most common mental health uh, issues in, in especially youth. And I feel like vlogging is a safe space for people to talk out loud and find other people that are like them. I, I think community building is the most important thing. Stop. Are you looking at this or my notes? I feel insecure when you look at my notes. Um, so you can build your community and you can find people who are like you. I think something that I resonate with in vlogging is like I f- consider myself more of a nerd. And I think a lot of people who start vlogging don't necessarily have those same communities. They don't necessarily have those same friends in real life. And One minute. vlogging allows <laughs> them to find people who like them, find people who are like them. There was a study done in 2014 that followed vloggers that were HIV positive and showed how that community was able to support their groups and how meeting other people, not necessarily meeting, but seeing other people online made them feel happier. Um, you could even do things like learn a new language. A lot of people use YouTube vlogs to instead of having the pressure of being in conversation watching um, what do you say like language that is more casual in form of vlogs to seconds. learn a new language uh, it keeps track of history in terms of like not only your personal history and the things you do but history of the world there's moments that are captured in vlog form that are really unique uh, it allows you to express your creativity and ultimately I think if you can keep in check the things that are risky about it just like anything we don't ban all alcohol because it can be risky we make sure certain people can't do it and in certain ways it can't be done I think vlogging is the same it can be healthy and productive if you let it be okay that's uh, two minutes and let's get right on into this okay, okay. so okay. if you curb okay. <laughs> okay so you're trying to say that if you curb vlogging to make sure that it's healthy then you'll be able to do it effectively that's, but that's the not YouTube really... algorithm is not designed for that. It is not designed to in, to enhance nuance. It is not designed to enhance positivity. They want divisive content. They want clickbait. So therefore, if you decide that you want to sign up to vlog right now, if you want that vlog to be successful, which inevitably I'm assuming everyone wants, you are then going to go down the rabbit hole of trying to make it something that is divisive I and negative in order to get clicks. Agree. And that is not going to make you happy. Hence why L Mills is sad. Hence why Ninja is sad. Hence why every daily vlogger is having burnout right now because we are all a victim to YouTube's algorithm algorithm, which we know is not a good thing. Right. But I would only argue that that is part of the story, but not the whole. So the algorithm isn't the only ad, um, uh, it's not the only unit of measurement to like what makes a vlog important. Like not everyone who vlogs puts it on YouTube. You could vlog your life and put it on your Instagram stories. That's effectively what you do with your Instagram stories. You're sharing your life through video and not everyone monetizes this. So that's why I think the algorithm is important to notice. That's like the current culture and climate we live in. But people started vlogging long before they could make money off it, long before they thought they could become famous, long before the algorithm even existed. And so I think if we're actually talking about the essence of vlogging it's more it can be pure and not that like every person who's did it like 10 years ago was didn't have maybe some mental problems that came from that i don't say that there are no risks but you're kind of throwing things on top of it that don't have it's like being like 
obviously drinking and driving is important that we stop. The car is an accessory to drinking, though. Like you can drink and not drive at all and still have a responsible it's time. It's risky. It's risky it increases to the drive. Risk when it's you get risky in a to car. drink and drive, yeah. and I think it's risky to vlog. I yeah, think it's you not are just risky. It's irresponsible. And yeah. you're, but you're increasing the risk of actual. But you vlog your life. You you put stories on Instagram. I think that's completely different. I do Why? not think that that is vlogging. That is vlo- literally vlogging. No, the vlogging. When what I picture vlogging is putting it on YouTube and p- trying to show the level of your life, the mundane aspects of your life. Daily vlogging. Those types of videos that you make are supposed to represent the way that you're actually like living your life day to day. They're long form content. But you're only thinking of the people who are so extreme and are really popular. No, like, no, no. We it, all know the story of like Logan Paul like going to the extremes on his vlogs, but not everyone does that. There are people who are not pushing themselves to go do more and more that, extreme okay, things. Really? You think there's not? But you, everyone's trying to think gain that, a following online. But not or, everyone's willing to sacrifice that. Like, lots of people are oh, yeah, not willing to do that. Literally, a researcher found that they call them micro-celebrities, which I think is what a lot of these vloggers are. You're celebrities to, like, a small amount of people. People who even had very, very low subscriber rates who were vlogging still felt immense pressure. It even said that they could suffer PTSD from the amount of work they're having to do to, A, film their life, B, edit their life, and then expose their life to comments online, which in general are negative, and then the amount of time they spend actually having to try and keep up with their audience by responding to them. It ends up creating this, like, whirlwind of stress and anxiety that is essentially they're trying to do this to make a career to make money and i think you're right some youtubers and vloggers can make a bunch of money and if they're a family vlogger like for their kids to put in a savings and their kid will be fine like that will potentially happen but there's also this crazy risk around that that i'm trying to say i do not think it is worth it as someone who has vlogged there's other ways to like how do you know you're not overstating that risk like how many people are impacted by the negative like like well, that's many, why it's an interesting discussion because we yeah, won't really know because it's new. happening right now. And I think the repercussions but, will happen in the future. But when I'm looking online, I'm looking at everyone having burnout, everyone freaking out. And we both know how not, negative it not is. Not just people who are vlogging or having burnout. People all across the YouTube sphere in different categories, gaming, beauty, whatever. People who are not vlogging, who are making content are also burning out. And that is a lot to do with the culture of YouTube and that algorithm that yeah. lets people to prank out content. Vlogging's exposing your life to that. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. There's a lot of pressure, but I personally do not see the difference between Instagram and vlogging. You, in, you show your life, you curate your life. People on Instagram, you included, are not posting photos that are just like all-encompassing. They look great. It shows your life is great. You're keeping up a persona. Not only the pictures, but then the stories, like doing the most fun things that you ever do. And only you're not recording the times when you're like feeling bummed out and feeling at home. Everyone has to manage this kind of lifestyle now. And so I think like that on the surface is just something everybody deals so with. So you're saying that you think that Instagram photos are vlogging? Because I don't. I don't. I wouldn't call it vlogging, but the, the criticism you're giving to vlogging, I think, can be applied to photos as well. People using hashtags, people whatever, trying to... Plenty of people use Instagram to try and find audiences, to make business off of it, to be a fitness model or to be a drag queen or whatever. Like, everyone's using it to for the most part for their pictures, but their stories as well. And I don't really see why then you wouldn't criticize that Vlogging is just an extension. Because I do think vlogging extension. is different. I think it, it is a different level, but you're only seeing one side of it. And I do not disagree that it can be abused, that it can be done wrong. And I think there is a really shaky line, especially when families are involved with kids. In fact, there probably should be laws, and maybe there YouTube should, should step be in laws around like you YouTube can't film and exploit your in. children. Yeah, but 
I just think you're missing the aspects of vlogging that like bring. So what are those aspects? I think it's nice that you you don't want you've never been interested in vlogging yourself, and you've never been interested (laughs) in watching vlogs. So I think what you're missing is that like intimate connection. It's like, in some ways. On the one oh, wait, side, what vlogs on the one are you side, talking about that you've you've been so interested? There's people, in? there's people that Tell I watch. Their I names. No, I don't want to talk about it because it's like embarrassing to have to say like I like just watching some people because I, I find it fascinating. You do? Why are you trying to call me out like that? <laughs> because I don't know if you de- technically do watch vlogs. I do. I don't like necessarily follow daily vlogs on a day to day basis, but I consume way more YouTube than you do. I from time to time come into YouTube vloggers, come into people who maybe you wouldn't consider daily vloggers but still are talking about their lives. And there's something about learning from other people. You watch them go through things. You watch them share their emotions. Yes, some people might be exploiting that and might be being fake in their videos, but there are also genuine people. I think you specifically have a hard time being vulnerable on camera. You're not comfortable. Yeah. But not everyone's like that. And a lot of people I think can take their lives, are makes them feel good to share it. And then the people watch also feel good. Oh, I it's totally like, disagree. It's like yeah. reading a book and watching a it's character so go through something. No, it's not the same. And I think books go a lot deeper because it's someone who really thought through it. But vlogs allow you to be introspective by watching other people and it's entertainment. But you're talking about the benefit of the viewer of someone who's watching a vlog. Yes, but that I think applies to the person who's creating the vlog as well. I don't think that that's true. I think that when you think about they get nothing from it. You think I a think, vlogger? I think they get no financial. I think they get money all, from it. Lots of I people think don't. that they do. So why think, were people vlogging before? Because you I could do. Th- because I do think that they think it's a really interesting thing. But I'm talking about what we're seeing right now, which is the reaction to people who have vlogged for a long period of time. It's not which just is people realizing who that it's re- yes, it there's is burnout on Instagram. There's burnout on Snapchat. There's burnout on all these apps. There's not burnout on Twitch. Instagram. What yes, are you talking about? There's fully people who have come out and been like, my entire page is fake. I take. 500 photos to get this one perfect one and then I face tune it and then I body tune it and then I do this and I'm sick of it and it's driving me crazy and it's ruined my life and I'm just exposing this whole Well community. then that's a great example of how this that you're subjecting your life to something that's allowing you to become depressed and anxious because you're creating a facade and that's exactly what vlogging is doing to people and I think you're right that there could be a benefit from watching vlogs like especially like when I think about like trans people who vlog their transitions I'm like mm-hmm. as a viewer that can be really important especially for like niche sort of people like as you said who need to try and find themselves represented in something online that might be a nice place to look at it but that doesn't mean that that's not at the sacrifice of the actual vlogger the actual person doing it who has to subject themselves to the public okay but you sacrifice yourself in many ways outside of life like if you're going to be an entrepreneur you get something and you sacrifice something if you're going to have a family you get something and you sacrifice something and I think it's about balance that is a decision that people can make for themselves and for you to project and for you to get to be the one who goes no 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 you like that thing but I think it's not good for no, you no but I'm you not ta- I'm it. talking about you're setting yourself up for a very risky thing because it's out of your control you can go in with great intentions but the way that YouTube is designed and the way that the internet is designed right now we are seeing the backlash of the fact that it is trying to create divisiveness and negativity I think online. you're focusing on one aspect and that does not but represent we, the whole but then I'm like it's so interesting because we talk about this all the time because you and me I are a victim of this I do we stopped that vlogging that for a reason which was that we found it exhausting we found it to be too what? much work for not enough payoff for us personally. We're never going to on this because I loved We're... vlogging. I would love to vlog again. I would That not... is so not Mitch. <laughs> not on a oh daily basis. I would love to vlog when we travel. There are things in our lives that I look back on our vlogs like when we were traveling Japan, Korea. Like I'm like. I will say that I do enjoy having those. That is yeah, true. Yeah and I don't for me, daily vlogging is not 
for me at all. But and maybe what do you mean? Vlogging. Who is it also, for? for? I'm just saying personally, I don't get a creative thrill out of daily vlogging. Me neither. But even somebody like uh, Casey Neistat or David Dobrik, like they took it to a different level where they were like, I'm going to make this more of a film. Maybe it's going to be more of a sketch. It's like a hybrid vlog that is something different. It allows them to practice their creativity, and that's their prerogative. And I don't like maybe that's not something I'm interested in doing. I'd rather push my creativity into bigger projects or not bigger, but like different styles of projects that aren't having to come out every single day. But there are people who do that and enjoy that. And I don't know why we have to take that from them. For sure, we can say, here are the risks. People should be educated, especially kids, to know like, hey, this looks glamorous. There's a side of it that's dangerous. And if you're chasing fame and if you're chasing money, that's not a good thing. But ultimately, I think vlogging can provide much like being an entrepreneur, running a business, much like being a musician. Like you think musicians don't have crazy mental health problems. You don't think actors and actresses have like dancers, ballerinas. You don't think they have crazy stress in their life. They I do. Think, I think it's they at- do. But I think that another aspect of this is that they get to, I think child actors is a different thing. Cause I think that that's one thing that there's so much that we're talking about now, but if we focus on children, yeah, you're right. If you're a child actor, you can be exposed to so much stress but at least there's laws and there's actually people who are like there to defend you and but when you think about children actually becoming vloggers online the infrastructure isn't set up now that i think a lot of people are going to have to suffer so that in the future there can be actual like logistical <clears throat> laws put in place to, to, pr- to protect but every kids. industry does that okay, has that yeah but pain. then i'm saying that that is still really scary doesn't mean you should stop right, it it means you should be looking legislate at it, it yeah but I'm, that's what i'm trying to say is that i think maybe we need to be thinking about this as maybe not a good thing right now until we can figure out the laws around it. That being said, we I also think... We can't figure out the laws, though, until there are studies done on people who are doing it. If you talk to actors and people who are maybe also in the public eye, they probably really pride their ability to have privacy and keep their lives outside but as much as they choice. can of the public. A vlogger is... Oh, is but I don't think I, letting go I think of that. what I'm trying to say is that they might think it's their choice, but when they press, they might press upload with this like amazing idea in their head that everything's going to be like butterflies. But what I'm trying to say <laughs> is that there's a very dark side of this that people need to be aware of. And it's very easy to say yes to doing something and not think about the repercussions and then have those repercussions slap you in the face, which is, I think, what we are seeing currently yeah, you, online. You can stop if you want. That's a choice. I, I don't disagree, but, but, but we're people, just going in circles. You're just saying, yeah, but there are some negative things. There are dark parts of it, but there are great parts of it that you're ignoring as well, I think. And there are things that maybe you don't get that other people do. So why not just let them get that out of that? Both the viewer and the creator. Because I, why do oh you want God, to tell I just don't do? understand what these positive things are when we because, see how much stress and anxiety and literal mental health issues are coming from this thing. The fact that we are currently making content on vlogging content on a platform that does not want nuance, that does not want positivity in order for what it for its content to do well. Even someone like Casey Neistat's really interesting. I listen to his podcast. I hear the struggles he's per- having personally with his kids and with his wife because he's deciding to daily vlog. It's ruining their relationship. Well, That's he doesn't why daily vlog anymore. It, because of that exact reason, it started yeah, to ruin but his life. That was his choice. He was able to go look. I'm seeing the negative impact, and I. I can stop. YouTube doesn't have a contract are, with you to say you have to vlog. But the only every day. people who have the actual f- insight into this are vloggers who we are now seeing are stopping because of the f- negative effects it has had on their lives. 
And when I think about, I just, I know I'm focusing on family vlogging, but I think that is the thing that is the most scary to me when there's these children who don't have the autonomy or the law on their side and YouTube isn't stepping in to explain why, how we should stop abuses from happening. Like that, what was it? Daddy of five? Did you hear about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that was because the algorithm was trying to make them create more and more clickbait type videos and they ended up literally abusing their children's for children for the views. And if they weren't vlogging, I think they would have had less of an insight or less of a pressure to abuse their kids for views. Fair. I just think it's I, I mean scary. like yeah, that that not that it's an excuse, but that happens in other domains as well. Like parents take advantage of their children to become little actors and actresses sometimes to become performers to become whatever like but they have contracts that, involved that make sure no, that when they get on set they aren't that, being that yeah once they're working that is true yeah. that is true but there are a lot of stories of kids growing up in industries where yeah, that for sure. they, they were taken advantage of and even though there are the rules there they were still being broken but at least there would be law <clears throat> on their side to protect them yeah no i don't okay so maybe we can agree that yes there needs to be a lot of thought both on a personal yeah. and a legislative level and a YouTube corporate level of how to protect especially kids. Because yeah. I think anyone who has is an adult has the choice and they yeah. can make that choice for themselves. And I do think but that But I it's... think you're just a little out of touch. I think you're just like kind of an old curmudgeon <laughs> who doesn't like understand in the same way that I don't think you understand like gaming. Neither do I. Like in terms of watching people game online. Yeah. But I don't think that's a reason to say that no one should be able to do it. And I don't think that's a reason to say that there's nothing good in it just because I don't get something out of it. Yeah, that's fair. Fine. Anyway, okay. Well, let us know what you guys we think. We are going to debate this till the end of time. And it's, oh I'm curious God. on the different platforms that people <laughs> think, like on YouTube comments, on Twitter comments, on like what Instagram mean, comments. Like, who, if the different list... platforms feel different ways. Like, like people, people who are watching, watching this on YouTube, YouTube are going to might be actually be like, I like vlogging. because But maybe not. They might also have more insight into the dark sides. Yeah. There are a lot of couples who have broken up who vlog, daily vlog. But, but people break up all the time in different ways for different reasons. Yeah, um, So yeah, hashtag side note podcast. Let us know if you think vlogging is something you enjoy Joy, or if you also see the toxicity in it, um, you can tweet us at Mitchell Moffat at Will Watch Me PLZ, <laughs> and uh, let us know what else you want us to debate on this podcast. And if we were to do a vlog, what should we do it about? Yeah, if like we were to relaunch the vlog, <laughs> maybe we just do it. I would love to just travel and do vlogs. That'd be so fun. So now I'm just like feel like such a burden because I really enjoy vlogging while traveling because it's like a diary that because I never you get do. something out of it and you only care about things that you have things around. Okay. Oh my God. Whatever. <laughs> but okay, no, I'm joking. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening and watching, and we will see you guys next week. Peace. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.